You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. We're broadcasting in uh, Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I'm Ben Frost, your host for today, joined across the mic by Father Brandon Moravitz, and we're continuing our conversation. We've had a lot of great guests, great conversations. Um, started this morning interviewing uh, Mark Holcroft, the new executive director for Real Presence Radio, and his testimony, his experiences uh, growing up in youth ministry, uh, net ministries, diocesan work, and, and now at the radio. And uh, we had Paul Haverkamp on this morning talking about the importance of brotherhood and fraternal relationship. And and this last segment, we, we dived a little bit deeper, Father and I, about uh, youth ministry and, and the culture in general and how do we how do we build up uh, contagious faith? How do we build up disciples of our Lord? And, and Father, as we kind of continue our conversation this morning, uh, I'm just mindful of it's the time of year where we're only a few weeks away from starting Advent. You know, one of these most sacred times for us as Catholics of preparation, of, of looking into our own lives and our hearts and trying to be drawn deeper into relationship with our Lord and the church. And uh, so I thought maybe we could just take a segment uh, just to look at the reality. You know, so there might be a lot of angst out there in the world. There is, right? I mean, so many people have different feelings and emotions. And um, and maybe it's good for us just to, to step back a little bit and to say, you know what? We're approaching one of these wonderfully holy times of year, Advent, where we prepare for the coming of our Lord uh, our, our Lord who comes to save us uh, from our sins, to s- draw us deeper into who we were meant to be, to live with purpose. Um, so maybe it's good we take a segment just to say, how do, how do we prepare? How do we, how do we uh, prepare our hearts for this season that's coming up? And um, it's probably timely. It's probably good that, that we're awaiting Advent coming up so soon. Yeah, friends, in th- like three weeks, we'll have purple in our churches. We'll be singing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And that spirit of Advent will begin to be setting, like like falling upon our churches, falling apart our communities. Um, and it, it's such a beautiful time. And I, I, I really believe that the better we prepare for Advent, the more fruitful it can be. All right? What can we do during Advent that it's not just we go to Mass on Sundays and sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, or we just put an Advent wreath out? Like, how do we literally make sure that it's transformational? Hmm. All right? And I think, how do we start being attracted to Advent that we're excited. We're like little children that we're excited for that reality. Because as a priest, um, there's, I, I just see it more and more. There's so much restlessness out there right now. And Advent's a time of rest. It's a time of peace. It's a time of preparation. Um, and, and, and what's restless in you right now? What's anxious in you? What has you filled with anxiety? What has you filled with fear? What sort of things do you feel like you're enslaved to and you want to get it out of your life? Like, friends, like now's the time to like have hope. Yeah. That the Lord can take away your slavery. The Lord can enter into your restlessness. The Lord can enter into that place where there's darkness and there seems like there's no hope right now. Advent is the time to remember that the light wants to come into the darkness. And, I, and, and, and just like now's the time to start thinking about that. And praying that your heart can become 
ready um, for the gift of Advent this this upcoming season. I like that you said, as we're preparing for three weeks from now, we'll be seeing purple and singing O Come Emmanuel. It's one of my favorite songs uh, during Advent. And I want you guys just to think of these words. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. And I want you to think of those words in the context of everything that we've been living through this last year, years, whatever it is in your own experience, that God is coming to rescue his people from captivity. And every one of us right now can look into our own hearts and there's, there's some chains there. there. As Father alluded to, there's fear, there's anxiety. And we believe in a God that truly wants to enter into that and to give us a taste of freedom. That Emmanuel comes to ransom captive Israel. And what a be- that's why I think I love that song so much because it speaks to my human experience in that season of saying, we're preparing for Jesus to come in the manger. And I know, and, and all of our listening audience knows that we are, we are all slaves. You know, this, this last year we talked in a recent segment with some of our guys that went through Exodus 90. There's this whole sense of we're slaves. But God loves us so much that he comes to us in the incarnation to set us free so that we can have life with him. And that's what we're preparing for. And and especially in the midst of everything that's going on in our culture, I think it really has the opportunity to be a powerful and beautiful advent this year so that we can taste that freedom and have that peace that you're talking about, that God wants us to have peace. We're not made to live in fear. We're made to live with trust and peace in a Lord who loves us deeply. Yeah, I was thinking about that famous story that many of you may have heard um, about the, the big earthquake that happened in Armenia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever, 20, 40, 50 years ago. And there was this massive earthquake and it killed literally uh, hundreds of thousands of people like on the spot. It was one of the greatest earthquakes in the history of the world. And there was a school um, that utterly crumbled um, and the, the school was filled with children. And a dad in Armenia heard that that school had collapsed and that dad ran to the school and it was, it was, it was in sh- shackles. I mean, dust and cement and boulders everywhere. The whole school had collapsed and all these kids were in it. And he just kept crying out to his son. I think his son's name was Arman. Arman, Arman. And he kept grabbing boulders and he kept like lifting them and, and, and tossing them and, and trying to just find his son. And there was just carnage everywhere. And people kept yelling at the dad, stop, he's dead. He's gone. Give it up, dad. And that dad for 48 hours straight, he was just picking up carnage. And he kept saying, I'm going to find my son. And honest to goodness, this is a true story. After he did this for 48, 60 hours, his hands were bleeding, full of dust, utter exhaustion. People saying, stop, they're all gone. He pulls up one big piece of cement and he lifts it up and a hand comes out of the carnage. And all of a sudden he hears a voice and it's his son. And his son has three or four of his friends and they're in this little pocket of safety. And he looks back to his friends and he said, I told you my dad would come find me. And his dad reached down and grabbed his son's hand and they saved those young boys that somehow we're in that protective place. And I often think of that beautiful story 
of how so often we feel like there's carnage all around us. You know, that right now as in your life, you might feel as if there's just boulders and, and you just feel like defeated. Do you have the confidence like that child to say, my father will come save me? The father in heaven. And Advent's that reminder that he has. All right, he's already done it. He's won the victory. And he simply wants you to reach your hand up this Advent and to grab onto him. All right, whatever enslaves you, whatever chains there are, whatever fears there are, whatever anxieties there are, look to Advent as the time where God reaches to you. And all you have to do is respond by reaching up to him. Man, friends, if you do that, this Advent can be transformational in your life. Wherever you're at right now, begin to pray that you can have the grace to literally lift your hand up to God this Advent and to receive his goodness and his grace. He has so much for you. This has the potential to be the best Advent of your life if you prepare your heart well and you anticipate that encounter with the Father who loves you so much. Isn't it incredible just to reflect on the power of the incarnation, which we're preparing for this Advent? And that scripture says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He reveals the depth of his love, that God in the incarnation, and as Father is just sharing this, this moving story, I want you to think about that. Do you ever reflect on the love of the Father? That the Father loved us so much that his only begotten Son that God says, I love you so much that I will send my son to ransom you, to save you. And that here we are as, as the people of God, as, um, as children of God, in so many ways we reject that. The love of the Father that, that desires to save us, but yet in our humanness, and our fallenness, we reject this. And even in that, and while we are still sinners... Christ looks at you and says, you are worth it. That in the incarnation, Christ looks at you, my friends, this morning, into the depth of your heart, whatever you are struggling with, whatever fears, anxieties, and he looks into your eyes. He says, even though you are a sinner, you're worth it. And I love you. And that's the beautiful mystery of the incarnation that we're preparing to celebrate during this this advent yeah it's so good ben and let's get practical um in regards to this uh if your heart's being moved in some ways like like what do you do like like how does this happen that you you can really just let go and have that experience of god's rest and peace this advent season you know going back to our earlier segment we talked about that need for for silence and for fraternity and all these sorts of things like maybe advent's that time that you start incorporating a little more silence in your life. You know, we had a family faith formation here a few weeks ago. And one of the things I proposed to our families is that you set up a time in your house where it's personal prayer time for your family, where everybody has their personal... Lots of times families get together and they pray the rosary together and they pray maybe the divine office together. And, and that's good, all right? But sometimes that can be chaos because you're trying to call the kids and settle them all down. Like maybe this Advent in your home, Maybe it's with your kids, maybe it's with your spouse, maybe you're a single mom, maybe you're a single dad, maybe you're, uh, you live on your own, but maybe you set up a time that there's just grand silence in your whole house and everybody finds just a quiet place in their home and they pray. 
And for some, it might mean reading a book. Some, it might be reading scripture. Some, it might be praying a rosary. But everybody just goes and has their own personal prayer time. Like parents, imagine that. You just tell your kids, now there's quiet. And they just have to go pray on their own. Maybe they journal, but like let them discover how they pray, their own personality, and find a way to do that. You know? Um, and, and, and I'm just throwing crazy ideas for you to think about. Maybe you come to the church and you, you all spread out the church as a family or, or as an individual, you just come sit, sit quietly in the church and pray. All right. Maybe you prepare your hearts a little bit more for mass. Um, maybe you go out and you serve somebody that that's in need, um, but be intentional about these things and you have to set up a plan. Now, if all of a sudden you come to mass the first weekend of Advent and you're like, Oh, it's the first weekend of Advent. I should figure something out. You've lost already. Like you need to take these days now to prepare yourself. And it's what it's, it's like, it's like getting a retreat ready. You know, if anybody's ever put a retreat on, you spend months and months and months getting ready for the retreat. Mm -hmm. Like, how are we going to serve meals? What are the small group discussions? What are the talks? What are the prayer experiences? You, in order for a good retreat, you have to spend lots of time preparing and praying about it. Advent is the greatest retreat you could possibly be on for four weeks. You can be on retreat, but if you don't prepare, it ain't going to be as fruitful. And so make sure you're finding ways to prepare for Advent so you can experience that reality of Christ coming to set you free. Father, and I like that you're talking about some of these practicals and, and the importance of silence. And I just want to encourage our listeners to that. Not only do we plan and then try to have these opportunities to, to be quiet and to be silent, but to be okay with the uncomfortableness of silence sometimes. This is something, actually, we have a Catholic school here, Marquette, here in Virginia, and we've been, we have formation with them twice a week. Um, and a lot of that time, we'll go, we'll go into the church, and um, there's been a few times where we just take chunks of time of complete silence. And it's, you know, afterwards, we'll ask them, like, how was that? And for some of them, it, it is uncomfortable to be silent. But I tell them, like, that uncomfort's not a bad thing. Because it's revealing something inside of us. So friends, as Father's saying, this practical sense of like, shut the phones off, shut the TV off, shut social media off. And in your families, have some opportunities to be silent. But I'm telling you, like, it might be uncomfortable. And that's okay, because we need to learn how to engage in the silence, because that's where God is. He is in the silence. Yeah, this great image that was just actually in my mind as you were talking about that. Um, I, I, I've, my sister Michelle and her family are at my house right now, and, you know, when they, and when the kids get to bed, they're out, like the younger kids are looking for their blankie, you know, their blanket because it soothes them. You know, there's something about that blanket that, that soothes their anxieties. And, and I think all of us as adults, we have, we have healthy blankets and unhealthy blankets that soothe our, our fear of silence, our wounds, our pains, and we, we soothe ourselves. All right. So our blankie might be the internet. It might be social media. It might be alcohol. It might be... I don't know what it is, but what's your blankie that kind of soothes all that anxiety? Advent maybe is letting go of that thing that you use to soothe your, your hurts and your pain. Like you have to, at some point in order for the child to grow up, you have to take that blanket away. And it's hard on parents sometimes because the kid will cry themselves asleep because they, they think they need that blanket in order to be soothed and be comforted. Yeah. But then they let go and they grow up. And I think in our lives, like maybe Advent is that time that we let go of whatever that thing is that tends to soothe us and it's uncomfortable. Hmm. We might cry ourselves to sleep. We might sit and have all this anxiety when we have to be silent or we have to pray, but push through that like a child has to push through letting go of their blanket, all right, or their nook or whatever that thing is that they, you know, like 
at some point you have to let go of that stuff. And you can go deeper and grow in spiritual maturity. Um, so, like, what is God stirring in your heart right now? All of us have those things. I know I have those things. Like, you know how hard it is for me to shut my TV off and not watch it at night? Because I live all by myself. And I got to sit in the silence. And I'm so busy and I have to slow down. Friends, that is so painful for me. I, like, I, I hope you hear this. Like, I have so much hurt in the evenings when I sit all alone in my house. I have nobody to talk to. I just sit there. So what do I do? I, I, I want to flip on the TV and watch a game or I want to watch politics. And that gets me to forget about what's going on in my interior life. And if I just keep going to it, it's like that blanket. Yeah. And I got to let go of the blanket and be able to sit and just be with the Lord. Because that's where he is, the deeper yeah. relationship with God. Like he is there. Like can he... In, uh, in in any isolation, solitude, fear, anxiety, when we let go of that safety blanket, like he is the one that is there in the silence. And Father, I wanted to also talk about, so you said kind of some practicals in prep- preparing for, for Advent. So obviously silence and prayer. So prayer is kind of one of those pillars that we prepare for. And um, how about like sacrifice and uh the importance of looking inside of, of our hearts and finding ways um, just to not be so selfish and inverted and in looking in on ourselves. Advent's one of those times where like Christ, right? So he comes in everything. He empties himself completely for love of us. And really, Advent, like you said, it's kind of like this long retreat. And what's, what's the whole point? What's the mission of the retreat? It's to look more like Jesus. And so we do find time for silence, and to deepen our prayer. But ultimately, are we also allowing that silence and prayer to transform our disposition of our hearts and our lives to live with arms wide open like Jesus Christ? And we can prepare for that now. I mean, when we, 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 when we in, do inventory of our lives and we look at what we value most, do we live in a way where I'm clinging on to the things of this world and focusing so much on myself, whether it's my reputation, wealth, uh, pleasure, honor, all these things. Do we, do we hold, like, it's almost another little blanket that we're kind of holding on to. Or are we allowing ourselves to be transformed and to open our arms up like Christ who gives everything? And Advent is another time where we can, we can focus on that self-gift of, of, of not focusing so much on ourselves, but trying to live for our Lord and for others. Yeah, and I think, I, I really appreciate that, Ben. And, and my first thought and insight in that is to encourage people first to claim the sacrificial things they're doing right now in their life. Because I find people are always, we live in such a productive culture. And even as a church, we're telling people, do this, do this, do this. People always tend to look at themselves as if they're not doing enough. And I think maybe the first thing in Advent is to actually say, look at the ways I'm sacrificing for my spouse and my children. Look at the ways I'm sacrificing for my parish. Look at the ways I'm sacrificing and live in the gratitude of what you're currently doing in your sacrifices. Like claim the beauty of what you're doing right now and like marvel in how much you sacrifice for the kingdom of God. Because all of you out there are sacrificing many things in your life. All right. And now once you get a good inventory and you claim that reality and you like, thank you, Lord. Now use those sacrifices. Then you have to ask yourself like, What's that next step this Advent? Like, is there something else that that you could add into those things you're already doing? Don't get so consumed in all that I have to do that you forget what you're currently doing. 
I know I can do that as a priest sometimes. Like I beat the heck out of myself because I could be doing more of this. Yeah. I could be visiting more people. I could be doing this. But in some ways I got to sit back and realize, whoa, look at what you're like, look what God is doing. Yes. And so maybe you're a mom out there who's exhausted and you feel like a failure. Mom, sit down and look and realize like what you're doing for your children. Like, don't think about everything you're not doing. Realize you're waking up every morning and trying to feed your kids. You're trying to love your kids. You know, and dads, look at what you're doing. Trying to work and try to earn something and help you or whatever it is, you know, and, 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 and maybe you're struggling and there's pain in your life right now. You're going through that. Like the Lord is there. So please don't just see all the things you have to do. Make sure that some way you claim what God is doing in your life right now. And, and once you claim that and you embrace that beauty and seek his presence, it'll become clear if there's more you're called to. But maybe, just maybe this Advent, for the first time, you actually claim the beauty that's in your life and the sacrificial nature of your life right now. That reminds me a little bit of our uh, one of our adult Bible studies here at the church and one of our mantras, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, we, we've been going through St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, and it's one of the conversations that came up in previous weeks was, he's alluding to exactly what you're saying. So oftentimes it's the, I'm a failure because I'm not here, here, this hasn't been done, X, Y, and Z, and go down the list, and we just, we, we look at our failures. But as we were going through Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he was talking about, look to where you have come. And our challenge of, <laughs> in this Bible study was, we, we, we ended one of our nights, and I said, our, our challenge this next week is, to reflect on our lives to where we are today and look at all the ways that God has manifested and moved in your life to where you are today. And when we do that, it's so easy to see. I look at from when I was a teenager to where I am today, like there's been so much development in my spiritual life, yet I, I still kick my butt and say, gosh, and that's good, right? I want to go further. Advent helps us to go further, but don't lose sight of the marathon and how far that we've come. Yeah, and I, I think just kind of wrap up this kind of segment in this conversation, you know, like you were talked about your, your favorite song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, all right? Ransom captive Israel. Set us free, Lord, all right? Set us free from thinking we're not good enough. Set us free from all those anxieties. But then what happens is that other beautiful line that we hear at Advent, rejoice, rejoice, O Israel. <laughs> like Advent is about set us free, set the captives free, but then rejoice, O Israel. Rejoice in what God's doing in your life. Rejoice in the suffering. Rejoice in the pain. Rejoice in the blessings. So set the captives free. And once we are set free from those things, then, man, like, I lo- rejoice, rejoice, O Israel. Like, your heart and your arms are just wide open to the Lord. And you celebrate your suffering. You celebrate those things because the Lord has entered into it. And you've reached out. You've allowed him to grasp your hand. And you can celebrate that you've been set free. Make that your advent this year, friends. And when that takes place, it's not just going through the motions of Christmas. You realize the Savior has come and you have reason for rejoicing because in the midst of your misery, he brings his freeing grace. Hmm. All right. All you listening, I'm praying for you. Prepare for advent now that it might be a time of deep grace in your life. And for all of you, it'll look a little different. Hmm. All right. Embrace where you're at and see what God might be calling you to go a little deeper in trust of him this Advent season. That's a beautiful way to to end this segment. And so thank you, Father, so much for that. All right, so I am going to hand it over to our technical director, Eli, for a preview of our upcoming show. So, Eli, good morning. 
Hey, good morning, Ben. Awesome show today, guys. Great, yeah. great content. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. What do we got coming up for our next show? Yeah, we got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. That'll be hosted by Father Tim Smith and Thomas Escrow, coming to you from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. They'll start off the show visiting with Chris Motes, the Executive Director for the South Dakota Catholic Conference. He'll be with us to give us an update from the South Dakota Catholic Conference. Then Monsignor Brian Donahue of the Diocese of Fargo will answer the question, Do Catholics Worship Idols? Plus, Father Scott Trainer from Broom Tree Retreat Center will tell us why we should take some time for solitude. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. All right. Thanks so much, Eli, for that preview. Sounds like a, a fantastic show coming up. All right, so today we've had a wonderful show, a lot of great guests. Uh, again, we've talked to Mark Holcroft of uh, Real Presence Radio, new executive director and reflecting on youth ministry. Father and I uh, also did a segment kind of talking about our own experiences and had a great conversation with Paul Haverkamp and and uh, the reality of, of brotherhood and, and fraternity and uh, and how we grow with one another to have that courage to, to walk with one another and invest deeply in one another. And then in this last uh, uh, final segment here, Father and I just talk about how we can prepare uh, for these next few weeks as, as Advent is coming up, that, uh, that we are a people uh, that live in faith, in hope, in love as we await the coming of Emmanuel and, uh, and the reality that uh, we are captive, um, but Christ comes to set us free uh, and, to, and we rejoice at the presence of our Lord. So, Father, I'm going to hand it over to you for any final, final thoughts for our show today. A lot of great things that we've talked about. And, and, uh, but any last words of encouragement to our listeners today that, uh, that maybe still are, are, are struggling or, or rejoicing wherever they're at? What, what, what should we be thankful to our Lord for this morning? Yeah, I, really, Ben, I just want to end with prayer. I just want to pray that, that God might set his spirit down upon all those that are listening. And so, God our Father, we thank you for the gift of the show. Um, I thank you for all those that are listening. I pray that you'd send the, your spirit upon their homes, upon their lives, upon their workplaces, and that you might fill them with hope and prepare their hearts for the gift of the Advent season, which is to come. Fill them with joy. And I pray that you might set us free from all those things, Lord, that we are so attached to. We love you, we praise you, and we give you this day. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.